Well, greetings to each one this morning in Jesus' precious name. I was uh, blessed to be here so far this morning, encouraged by the singing and just the fact that we get together. We can get together and spend a day worshiping God. And so let's uh, start out this here with a word of prayer before we go into this morning. Dear Holy Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Father, for each one here. Pray you'll minister each heart, Lord. And Lord, I pray for myself. Help me, Father, as I bring these words you've given me, Lord. Help me to have clarity of thought in mind, Lord. Lord, I just pray your will would be done today. Just commit the rest of the service to you. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So, this morning, for a um, opening message here, um, I guess for a title, if you want a title, it would be Drawing Near to God. And I want to read out of James chapter 4 to start with here. Um, James chapter 4, let's start in verse 1 down through verse 12. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot attain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulteresses and adul- adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of this world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of this world is an enemy of God. Do you think that the scriptures that saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? For he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye you sinners, purify your hearts, ye you double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. For he that speaketh evil of his brother judges his brother, and he that speaketh evil of the law judgeth the law but if thou be if thou judge the law thou art not a doer of the law but a judge there is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy who art thou that judgest another i think we'll stop there and i know these are probably very familiar verses to many of us or all of us probably um <clears throat> Maybe the key verse there would be verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So, and then a couple verses before that, 
It says that God resisteth the proud, but giveth more grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, flee from him, and he will flee from you. And then it goes right into draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. <clears throat> and I just want to turn over to Hebrews, back to Hebrews um, chapter 10. I'm going to read just a few verses here. Hebrews 10, 22 to 25. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he that he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking of the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhort one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So I guess here the um, key verse or whatever in this passage would be in verse 22. <clears throat> Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. There's a little quote here I found. It says, When a soul sets out to seek God, God sets out to meet that soul. So, when we... Um, I guess if we feel like God is far away from us in our lives or whatever, it's not um, how could we say? It's not God's fault. If we seek God, God will meet us. <clears throat> and I want to look at in Hebrews 10.22 here has a few things that it lists. Let us draw near with a true heart, full assurance of faith, and so on there. And I want to look at a few, um, some conditions you might say to drawing nigh to God. The first one there is listed is, let us draw near with a true heart. So a true heart would be my first one there. A true heart with a sincere heart. Sincere means true or dependable. Adam Clark puts it as deeply convinced of our own need of help and truly in earnest to obtain it. True heart. A true heart is not divided between God and the world, but is wholly dedicated to Him alone. And there's one verse here. Let's turn to it quickly. Psalms 51. 6. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. He's saying that God desires truth in the inward parts, in our heart. 
could say. <clears throat> Deeply convinced of our need of help and truly in earnest to obtain it. I thought that was very, very well said. Next one there I have on um, Hebrews 22, uh, 20, Hebrews 10.22, the next part of that verse is in full, in full assurance of faith. So, in other words, we need to come in faith. Um, confident in faith. It's Hebrews here, let's turn back to or Hebrews 11.6 says... But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, when we come to God, we must believe that he is. And he rewards those that seek him. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We come to God in faith, just like we, on that first point there, if we um, seek God, he will meet us. If we come to God in faith, he will meet us there. Like James 4 says, draw nigh to God and he will, 4.8, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to us. Another little um, paragraph here from Adam Clark for in full assurance of faith, being fully persuaded that God will accept us for the sake of his son and that the sacrificial death of Christ gives us full authority to expect every blessing we need. So in faith, coming to God. So, third one there out of um, Hebrews 10. Um, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Right, my third point would be a clean conscience. We can come to God in sincerity of faith if our hearts have been sprinkled clean. He's likening it, I think here he's maybe uh, likening it to the Old Testament maybe of where they had their sacrifices of sprinkling of blood and water or whatever. But here he's saying that the heart sprinkled, like cleansed from an evil conscience. Purging of our hearts. Guilt is gone. In Christ, the believer's conscience has already been cleansed from guilt. So it says it here, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. 
Psalms 103. I just want to read a verse there. Psalms 103 and in verse 10. He hath not dealt with us after our sin, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. So here, you know, here, I don't know, just a little, we can see that he has forgiven us. If we come to him and ask, he will forgive us and he will not, will not be rewarded according to our iniquities. That guilt is gone. Cleansed from that evil conscience, as it says. Having a, from Adam Clark, having a deep sense of guilt, which our conscience felt taken all away, and the peace and love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost given unto us. So that's the cleansing of that evil conscience. And if we draw an eye to God in that way, He can truly meet us. And the fourth one I have in verse 22 there is our bodies washed with pure water. And when this was, I don't know if this was probably maybe a little, again, um, I don't know if he was referring back to the Old Testament or whatever where they were washed. But Christ. The word washes us. The word washed indicates that something already has happened. So here we're washed with pure water. The atoning work of Christ is so complete that it continues to cleanse us. Okay, I want to read 1 John here. Um... One six through seven. First John one six and seven. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. So, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. That's that washing. So, now I want to switch here a little bit and look at um, some rewards for drawing near or pressing into God um, in Hebrews eleven six, we read that already. He says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, in James four, we read that James four verse eight. Let me just read that again. James four eight. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. So my first point on this is God will draw nigh to you or near to you. 
James 4.8. If we diligently seek God, he will draw nigh. Diligent means constant effort, persistent. In other words, when you draw near to God, you don't just do it once in a while or when the mood strikes you. To diligently seek him is to drop the things that are stealing your time from reading the word and praying. Spending time with God must become a priority in your life. And this... This message this morning is, for me as much as anything, it's, I felt I needed the encouragement. <clears throat> so, sometimes I think it's easy, or it can be easy for me anyhow. There's a lot of pressures and busyness of life and family and work and all the different demands and sometimes some things have to give to make room for other things and sometimes I find it too easy to try to quicken up my devotions or something so I have more time for something else or whatever but I guess I was just really struck with the diligently seek God consistent effort persistent And those are the ones that God will draw near unto. And spending time with God must become a priority in your life. This um, drawing near unto God or God drawing near, we could call this pressing in. We've heard that term quite a bit. reward is that when we press in, draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh or near unto us. The next um, point I had there, another reward. Let's turn to John chapter 16 for that. John chapter 16 and then verse 13. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he heareth, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. This is kind of breaking in there, but it's talking about sending the Comforter, the Holy Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit. And so my point is, He will guide you into all truth. When we are in tune with God, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. We should let our time with Jesus bring us closer Let your time with Jesus bring you into all truth and bring new insights into your family, your job, your finances, your health, whatever. 
So he will guide you into all truth. He will give you wisdom. The reward here is that he will guide us into all truth. And that's for those that are in tune with God and diligently seek him. The third point I had here in Matthew chapter 6 for a verse... Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself sufficient unto the days evil thereof. So the verse I was looking at there was verse thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So he's saying the first you seek the kingdom of God first, then all these things shall be added unto you. And I don't know what all those things are, but probably things he was talking about here, but When we seek God, God gives us wisdom to make the right choices for those that seek him. When we seek him. And ask for wisdom. Um, I think it's in James that talks about um, asking for wisdom. So I guess that was um, that was some of the rewards that I had thought of, and I'm sure there are many more rewards for pressing in and drawing near to God. Um, probably um, probably rewards that will only be rewarded in heaven and a lot of rewards here on earth too. But I guess that my desire would be that each one of us could be encouraged to press into God's presence. I, for one, needed this encouragement. Like I was saying earlier, life gets busy all the demands and everything. Um, you think about it, you can pray for me, and may, may God bless each of you. I guess I'll leave you with this closing thought here. I read this, this quote, When a soul sets out to seek God, God sets out to meet that soul. So, may God bless each one this morning.